If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me to the book of Proverbs? The book of Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 24. I'm going to ask you to stand one more time if you are able to. Uh, Proverbs chapter 17 verse 24. Uh, we're going to read, listen, we're going to read this text in three different translations because I, I need you to get it. I need you to get it. And so Proverbs 17, 24, uh, the Bible says, A discerning person keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. Another translation says, Sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. Or simply put, anyone with wisdom knows what makes good sense. But fools can never make up their minds. This morning I want to talk about wisdom for the new year. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this short time that we have together. Uh, Father, I pray that you would speak by your Holy Spirit, that you would teach uh, that you would encourage, help us to hit the reset as we get ready to go into the new year. Our, I pray that our minds would be renew, renewed. I pray that our hearts would be renewed. I pray that our lives would be renewed as we get ready to go into a new year for you. And so, Lord, touch our lives. Give us wisdom. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right, Cross Point. So listen, this is it. This is our last service of 2022, and uh, what a year it has been. Uh, I was listening, I was thinking about all of the ups and downs this past year, and I can't help but to thank God for another year of amazing grace. Anybody else uh, share that sentiment? Another year of amazing grace? No, listen, everything did not go as planned. And, and no, everything was not perfect. Of course, I'd love to be richer and I'd love to be thinner like some of you, uh, but perspective is everything, isn't it? Listen, I I've been blessed by God with a, a beautiful wife. I have great kids and a wonderful family. I have an awesome opportunity to make a difference in my little part of the world. And so this morning, I think I'm pretty blessed. And you know what? I, I was thinking that as we approach 2023, we can all do one of two things. You, you have a decision to make. We can all do one of two things. Right now, we, we can waste time by sitting around worrying about the things we failed to accomplish and, and thinking about the mistakes we made throughout the year. We can mope and we can even have a, a pity party because things didn't go the way we wanted or we can decide to thank God for his blessings. We can decide to make this new year that's coming the greatest and best new year that we have ever had. We can decide that this new year, 2023, we are going to take and make a fresh start. Again, this could be the greatest year of your life. If, say if. There's a qualifier, if. You make a conscious decision to obey God and to live a life that pleases him every single day. If, that's a big if. So, so listen, what are we going to do with 2023? 
How will this year be different than any other year before? Well, our text in Proverbs is telling us that essentially you and I, we have an opportunity to control our destiny. Uh, we, uh, some of us, we're control freaks, and so we like that. We, we have an opportunity to control our destiny this coming new year. In fact, 2023 can be absolutely amazing, but this hope for our future depends on the choices that you and I make every single day. Every single day we have choices. Proverbs 17, 24 is saying that the wise man has a, a powerful and a blessed future waiting for him because he keeps his eyes fixed on wisdom. How many of you have ever needed wisdom or like having wisdom? Amen. By contrast, we know that the fool has his eyes on something else. His eyes are like all over the place here, there, and everywhere. And so I want us to take a look at that simple text this morning and see what wisdom that we can, it is that we can gain for 2023. First, let's take a look at the fool, the foolish person. Listen, don't point any fingers this morning. I think we've all been the fool at one time or another. Our text says that the fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. But what exactly does that mean to us this morning? Well, a, a woman was observed while she was picking berries in a, a strawberry patch one day, and, and she would pick one strawberry here, and, and then she'd look up at, at, in the distance, and, and, and she'd go a, a couple of rows away and pick another strawberry, and, and, and soon she'd look up and see another berry in the far-off distance. And, and uh, listen, uh, as she continued that, in time we know that she would probably fill one bucket to our ten, right? I mean, that's almost like a child. You give a child a little bucket and a, a berry patch, and they do one of two things. They fill it with the green ones and the rotten ones and the ones on the ground and the ones that, or they eat them, okay? Or they're looking for that perfect berry, that one off in the distance, that one that is not going to get away from them. See, the woman in this uh, strawberry patch, her eyes were always wandering across the fields looking for the easiest and, and quickest berries to find. The fool is just like that. The fool is just like that. He or she is always looking for the easiest berry in the patch. In fact, the fool is always looking, uh, seeking an easy way to get ahead in life, an easy way to avoid work, an easy way to avoid the process that actually builds character. I heard this illustration not too long ago. It's not in my notes, so I hope I can remember it. Uh, but on Christian radio, they talked about when you have company coming over and they have children, right? Uh, what do we sometimes do? Some of you ladies, you know what I'm talking about. You have collectibles and you leave them at a low level. But if there's children coming, if there are people coming, sometimes what do you do if there are children coming? You move them, right? You put stuff up higher. Where, where the children can't break, where the children can't reach, where they, you know, and that's like God sometimes in our lives that we are facing different things and, and sometimes things are out of our reach and we're like, God, but I want it. God, but I need it. And he's put it out of your reach because you're not ready for it yet. He's put it out of your reach because if it was within your reach, you might break it. And so we want the easy catch. We want the easy way. We want the, the easiest way to get that. The, the, listen, the fool can't keep a job because no job is good enough. 
The fool invests in the future by buying daily lottery tickets. Anybody ever been in the, in the corner store in the supermarket and you see somebody taking ticket after ticket after ticket? I, I sometimes, I'm sorry I judge because I'm human. I'm like, man, I wonder what else they could be using that money on. And especially if you see them in there almost every day getting that, it's like, holy cow. The fool can't stay in one church because no church and no pastor and no worship is good, good enough. There's always an unknown prize waiting for them over the next hill. And so their eyes are wandering constantly. We're talking about the fool. Their eyes are wandering constantly to the ends of the earth looking for what they think might be best. In fact, they're constantly comparing themselves. Comparing their families, comparing their jobs, co comparing their potential to something or someone else. And, and guess what? As they're comparing, as they're desiring, as they're coveting, coveting, guess what? They're never satisfied. Foolish behavior. And just like the woman who hurried from bush to bush in the strawberry patch, constantly running, moving, looking around, always hoping for the next best, best thing that they can grab, hoping that that will be the answer to their happiness. In the end, they've done less with their lives that they, because of their indecision. The fool can't make up his or her mind. They always have wandering eyes. Now listen, nobody likes to be called a fool. Anybody like to be called a fool? I should see no hands. <laughs> nobody likes to be called a fool. Have you ever acted a fool though? I know I have. I know I have. Listen, maybe 22 was a, a tough year for you because of your foolishness, because of your decisions, because of your wandering eyes. Some of you can't wait for the new year to be, begin for a fresh start, and that's good. I love be new beginnings. Anybody love new beginnings? We can always use a clean slate, but listen, don't ruin 2023 by repeating the same old mistakes. If you acted like a fool in some areas, I say this morning to you, stop the madness. Stop. I mean... I mean make a decision that is wise this new year. Listen, God has a plan for your life. Maybe you should consider being still for a moment. Some of us are like three-year-olds. Some of us, don't, don't listen, don't be offended. If you want to be offended, you can be, but don't be offended. Some of us are like three-year-olds. We got to be moving all the time. We got to be looking for the next best thing all the time. We've got to be, what's the change and what is that? Listen, we, we need to be still, like stop wandering, stop roaming. Take some actual time today, tonight, and actually review this past year. Take an inventory of your life. Some of you are like, Pastor Freddie, that's heavy. I've had a rough year. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but this morning, are you happy? Why or why not? I say, take that inventory. Then pray and ask God to, to show you where he was trying to lead you. I want you to know this morning that God is always trying to lead you somewhere. Some of us are just not listening. God is always trying to lead you somewhere. Some of us are sometimes distracted. You're too busy. You're wandering. Your eyes are here, there, and everywhere. Be still. Take inventory. Pray. Ask God where he wanted to lead you this past year and how maybe you somehow got off course. 
See, I have a feeling that many of us might even know some of the areas and some of the decisions that we made that ultimately led us away from what God had for us. Listen, take a moment to repent once you discover what it is, where you went wrong and ask God for forgiveness and get back on track. Pastor Freddie, you make that sound too easy. That's because it is. That's because all it takes, listen, it took one decision for you to go in the wrong direction. It will take one decision for you to get back on track. This is like hitting the reset button on your life, preparing yourself to receive the blessings of God. I've told this before that one day we're going to get to heaven and I don't want to get to heaven and one day have God take me to his warehouse of blessings and show me all of the things he wanted to give me, all of the things that he wanted to shower upon me, but I could not get out of my own way, but I was too busy acting a fool. I was too busy going in the wrong direction, distracted by the cares of this life, thinking I knew better. He's got blessings. Listen, the truth is we need to stop being led by the flesh. We need to stop making decisions based on how we feel and take time to pursue the will of God for our lives with our whole hearts. Listen, don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Don't worry about where somebody else is headed. Follow God's unique plan for your life. He's got a path for you. Get your eyes fixed on that. See, somebody else's path is not your path. Sometimes all you see is the end result and you see their blessings and, and you get jealous. Or you look at somebody else and you covet what they have. Well, listen, to get to where they are, you need to go through what they went through. And if you're not willing to go through what they went through, you don't deserve what they got. Heavy. Oh, Pastor Freddie, come on, go easy. Nope, nope. Listen, if you've had wandering eyes in 2022, stop playing the part of a fool. Look, at, look to Jesus in 2023. It's the best decision you will ever make. Anybody say amen to that? Jesus is the best decision you'll ever make. See, like we said, the foolish person is led by their eyes. Uh, the foolish person is always undecisive. Uh, don't be the fool. By contrast, the wise man, say wise man. The wise man has two advantages over the fool, and it's right there, right in that simple one verse. First, he or she is focused. Say focused. See, a discerning person keeps wisdom in view. Their eyes are glued on good sense. He or she is not running all over the place, acting a fool, looking for the next big fad or shortcut to happiness. The wise person realizes that only lasting success, the, the only lasting success in life comes by sticking to the process of growth and maturity that God provides. I want to say that again. I don't want you to miss it. The only lasting success in life comes by sticking to the process of growth and maturity that God provides. Amen. See, you can't build a championship team in one day. There are no single sales meeting can transform a company into success. Not a single one. No weekend marriage retreat or parenting seminar can completely heal a struggling family. It can't happen in one day. It can't happen in one weekend unless it's by the power of God. Amen. 
No one sermon can help set a church straight or remove its troubles. And you can't make a success out of life by looking for quick and easy fixes. See, the, the greatest achievements can only be accomplished by consistent, focused effort. Say focus. The wise man is focused. In other words, the path and the process that God has for you is going to take some effort. It might even be hard work. I know what some people think. They're like, no, it's, it's the grace of God. God does it all. No, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. The grace of God is always there. But the grace of God is not given for you to be lazy. The grace of God is not given for you to be lazy. The grace of God is not given for you to make an excuse when you habitually or purposefully sin. The grace is not, of God is not given for that. God has a path. God has a process. It might even be hard work, but the process is, is there for a reason. And if you skip out by wandering, you might just miss out on the blessing that God has in store for you at the end of the work. Nothing will ever take the place of, of time learning to pray through your challenge. There is no substitute for character building when you are learning to trust God in your struggle. Man, you got to get that. There's no substitute. You're struggling this morning? I know we want out. How many of you, when you're struggling, you want out? You want out. It's heavy. It's heavy. And God is saying, trust the process because it's my process. Because I'm either working something in you or I'm working something out of you. See, nothing will ever take the place of time learning to pray through your challenge either. Were you focused this past year? Was your mind fixed on pleasing God in every area of life? I mean, that's one goal right there that will set you on the straight path. In a lot of areas, are you pleasing God with your words? Are you pleasing God with your actions? Are you consistently focused on your faith? faith? Listen, this morning as I'm preaching, you might be saying that, Pastor Freddie, you're hitting us with some heavy stuff. Well, well guess what? It hit me first. It hit me first. I had to answer these questions myself, and it, always was, it wasn't always a good answer. See, that's, the, that's what the wise person does. They take an inventory. He or she is focused on ach achieving one central objective, to, uh, to please and to obey God. That's how we should live. Every decision to please and obey God, that's wisdom. Listen, King Solomon, who wrote Proverbs, how many of you have read the Proverbs, 31 Proverbs, one a day sometimes, right? And so he was once asked by God to name the one thing that he wanted. It almost reminds me of a, a Disney movie, name, name the one or three wishes that you want. And so God asked Solomon, what is the one thing you want, Solomon? And Solomon asked for wisdom. When he did this, God responded in 1 Kings 3, verse 11 through 13, since you have asked for this, speaking of wisdom, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked the, for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never 
so, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime there will, you will have no equal among kings. What a blessing. What a blessing. See, Solomon learned from experience that wisdom gained him an advantage in life. It gave him an edge. And it was the, that advantage, that edge that gave him the wealth and the power and the position that he had after all. Listen, what is the purpose of wealth if you don't know how to spend it? What is the per value of power if you don't know how to exercise it? What is the use of having a position of influence if you don't know how to properly use it? Listen, too many people believe if they only had power, if they only had wealth, if they only had influence, they'd be happy. And so they struggle and they strain to gain those things, but they don't have the wisdom to know what they have right now. What do you have right now? And so they're never, ever satisfied with what they have. You see, we squander our health in search for wealth. We scheme and toil and save, then squander wealth in search of health, and all we get is the grave. We live and boast of what we own, then we die and only get a stone. But a discerning man keeps wisdom in view. He or she is focused, and that is a great advantage to you. The second advantage that the wise man has over the fool, first he has focus, but he knows where to look for wisdom. Say where. I know about you, sometimes it gets frustrating trying to find things and you don't, not, you don't quite know where to look. Well, the scripture is very clear where we get wisdom from. We know that wisdom came to Solomon through God. And, and why? Because wisdom comes from God. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask who? who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given you. So you ask for wisdom, what are you going to get? There are other places, listen, there are other places to, to look for knowledge and information and e e even for what men value and think is wisdom. And those places at first have their merit, but any other source other than God will eventually lead to conflicting advice because it'll be based on man's experience. Listen to these examples of men's wisdom. Look before you leap, but he who hesitates is lost. Many hands make light work, but too many, too many cooks spoil the broth. Clothes make the man, but we shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Nothing ventured, nothing gained but it's better to be safe than sorry. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again, but don't beat a dead horse. If you lie down with dogs, you'll get up with fleas, but if you can't beat them, then join them. Which one is it? Which one is it? See, the wisdom of man has its, its weakness because Man's wisdom is always and almost solely based on what mortal men and women can experience and observe on their own. Our experiences will always be limited. Say limited. limited. Plus our observations will only be as much as we can see. It's like man wanting to see as far as he can, so he climbs a high, high up mountain, but no matter how high the mountain, he can only see so far. 
He'll always be limited by his own eyesight and by the edge of the horizon. By contrast, the wisdom of God comes from way far up above where you can't see what's coming. And he can. See, there are no limits to the wisdom of God. There are no boundaries to what he can see. God knows the beginning from the end. Isaiah 46, 10, God tells us, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand, and I will do that all that I please. See, when we look, at, uh, look to God for wisdom in our lives, we're not only better off than the fool, we're better off than anyone else. We have an advantage that others don't have. We have access to the wisdom that God gives us. Uh, we, we show that we have wisdom, uh, the wisdom of God, when we do what he says to do as well. I mean, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus talks about a, gives us a parable about two men that built their homes on different uh, areas. And one built his house on sand and the other one built his, his house on the rock. And the foolish man who built his house on the sand, what happened? It washed away, it fell down, it was destroyed, but the wise man who built his house on the rock saw that it, it stood up strong against the winds, it stood up strong against the storms, and it did not fall. There's clear contrast there. We show that we've gained God's wisdom when we do what he asks us to do, to utilize God's wisdom, not your own, amen? Listen, that's why it's so crucial that we keep exposing ourselves this new year to the wisdom of God through the Bible, in church, in Bible studies, in our personal devotions. Listen, some of you, you know what I'm talking about. This is a great time that if you, if you slacked on your Bible reading in 2022, fresh start, amen? Fresh start, clean slate. And listen, don't, don't, don't try to be a hero. Don't try to read the whole Bible cover to cover if you haven't read 12 verses last year, all right? And so a little bit of time, amen? Small goals, but make goals. Small goals, but make goals. Achievable goals. The more of God's wisdom we can get into us, the greater advantage we have here in the world. And so know God's wisdom, do God's wisdom, repeat. Know God's wisdom, do God's wisdom, repeat. The key thing to remember is that both as an individual and as a church, we have access not only to God's wisdom, but to his power. He gave us the power that we need to do everything that we need for him, everything that we need to do for him. And so listen, your ability to create a, a great new year is simply by obeying what God told us to do. The power of God is working in us. The power of God is working through us. His wisdom is available. Worship team, come. Listen, if we hold on to God, to his wisdom and to his power, 2023 is going to be an amazing year. Some of you, you need to speak that. You need to speak that. Some of you, listen, the, this new year, I don't know what it was like. Some of you are blessed. Awesome. Ask for this new year to be even greater. Amen? We need to believe that. Anybody believe that this morning? Listen, if we stay focused and ask God for wisdom, we're going to lay hold of everything that God has for us. Granted, in reality, it may seem that our future may be in doubt at times, but the end result will never be in question when we place our hands in the hands of, when we place our lives in the hands of God. See, as a Christian, Jesus is my Savior. He's my Lord. If I surrender my life to Him daily, say daily, I can have confidence that He's gonna take care of me. 
Anybody here, listen, some of you older folks, you, you might be dating yourself, but anybody here ever see the, the movie Ben-Hur? They've re-released it, and there's cartoon versions and newer versions. One of the most famous uh, scenes in the original with Charlton Heston, right? Ben-Hur, one of the most famous scenes of that movie was the exciting chariot race. Anybody ever watch it? If you haven't, you got to watch it. The race required five weeks of filming. 15,000 extras to, to film that one scene. 18 chariots were used. Nine to be used by the stent, the stunt crew during practice. In the spirit of authenticity, Charlton Heston actually learned to drive chariots. After weeks of practice, he expressed concern about the final shoot, but he's supposed to win, and he actually took the stunt coordinator to the side and said, I can drive the chariot. I got that down. But I'm just not sure that I can win. The stunt coordinator replied, Chuck, you go ahead and stay in the chariot. Listen, you go ahead and stay in the chariot, and I'll make sure that you win. I believe that that's what God is saying to us. Stay in the chariot. I'll make sure you win. Stay in my will. I'll make sure that you win. Obey my word. I'll make sure that you win. Even when it doesn't look like it. Stay in my word. Obey. Be faithful. And I'll make sure that you win. Stand to your feet. Listen, this new year, don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Don't, don't wander. Don't be impulsive. Stay focused. Keep your eyes glued on God's wisdom. In fact, ask Him for it. Ask Him for wisdom. Don't let your eyes wander all over the place. It's too easy to be distracted. Instead, be faithful and obedient to God. And you'll experience blessings in 2023 like you've never experienced before. Anybody ready for that? Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for every day that you give us. We, we are thankful for every single day that we have breath, every single day that we have life, every single day that we can enjoy our family, every single day that we can gather as a church to worship you. Lord, we never want to take a day for granted. But Lord, as we go into a new year, I pray in the name of Jesus that as we uh, uh, take inventory of our lives, as we see where we maybe went wrong, down wrong paths, made wrong choices, that Lord, yes, we, we need to review that, but we don't, we don't need to stay there. Because, Lord, you have a new future. You have a fresh slate. You have a new beginning. You have a fresh start for us. Help us, God, to repent and stay in the chariot. Because, Lord, you're going to make sure that we win. Touch every life. Touch every heart. Bless your people as we celebrate the new year. In Jesus' name. God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's close in worship.